Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I'm your host, John. And I am the co-host, Bob. And today we have the 2021 reimagining of Slumber, Slumber Party Massacre for you. I guess it's a reimagining. I mean, it's not like a remake of the original. It's not really like a sequel. So, I don't really know how to classify it. It's a standalone, so it's like a reimagination. But that's, that's how I look at it, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's, like, the, the best way to classify it. I don't know. We're not, hey, we're not experts. We're just some guys. A couple guys. You don't need to see the ones that come before this one to understand it. No, but there was, because I've seen the, the original one and then the second one, so there was a couple nods to that in here. Um, but yeah, by, by no means do you need to see the original, um, films to appreciate this one. Um, but I guess it's fair to say now, before we even get into the review, it's going to take a lot to, uh, appreciate this film. Don't, don't spoil it. Oh, I, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, before we hop into that, uh, best part of the show. What have you been up to, Bug? Not much, because I fell into a rabbit hole on YouTube, and I can't get out of it. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, like, you just fell into a hole in the ground and just have been there for a week. You know this? No hole is big enough to contain me. I don't know, a couple years back when that uh, downtown, that uh, Port Authority bus got sucked into that pothole, that was pretty much big enough. To uh, suck, suck you, suck you up. <laughs> no hole has consumed me yet. Yet. So what? What's this? What's this YouTube rabbit hole that you've fallen down? Uh, like all other rabbit holes, it's just dumb videos. Uh, for me, I've been watching a whole lot of horse, like who, who've. Cleaner or like trimming or whatnot. Oh, like de dehooving. I know what you're talking about. Like the horseshoe when they take it off and like clean their feet. Yeah, I don't they, know. That why, shit's pretty wild. Like satisfying to watch because it's so like they do it so easily and so painlessly, and it's like it's an impressive like procedure that they do. You know. Yeah. Do you think so it? I don't do know. you think it hurts the horse when they get the the shoe on? I don't think so. They don't feel that at all. I don't think. I don't That's know. true because they'd just be like kicking, just like fucking start kicking it out. I don't know. Well, well, that's the thing that like amazes me because like they always say like you know don't stand behind a horse. This person, the the, the people are going like right up on the horse's ass, lifting up their leg and doing this. You know, like I don't know. 
Yeah. That's the rabbit hole I'm in right now, and I can't get out of it. You should Every try. You I should try that YouTube. sometime the next time you're around a horse. I said, "Hey, you, give me that paw." Make sure, make sure it's filmed though, because that'll be a pretty good video. Like, we'll, well, I'll upload it, and then I'll put some like Sarah McLaughlin music, like "In the Arms of an Angel," and it'll fade to black after that. The horse like boots you out and say like, "In memory of uh, Dylan Book," and then. <laughs> it'll like have the dates like 90 97 to whenever you plan on getting kicked to death by a horse you went real dark with that i thought you were just gonna flash to the end like a go fund me to like no there's fix. a good chance if you get kicked by a horse that you die no it's like a stingray unless it stabs you in the heart or kicks you in the well, heart that's you uh, that's what i'm figuring like a normal person they're probably getting kicked in the head which is also not good but like you height wise you're taking that boot right to the heart like crack the ribs right in yeah, I'd watch that video. I would too. <laughs> well, I don't think you're gonna get the chance to. Um, I don't. You know what rabbit hole I, I like occasionally fall down is the um, snakes. No, the hydraulic presses. Like when they just oh, crush it. Those are great. I'm gonna yeah, put. I'll make got, myself a little root note root. here to watch that again. Yeah, I mean, there's like different things. Like that's why it comes in like phases. There's like, only so many crayons I want to see them smash. Oh, dude, there's crazy shit. Like when they do like aerosol cans, like shit that like blows up. I'm going to make myself a note to watch some more of those videos. <laughs> hey, jot that down. All right, well, I guess we'll hop into the story here and then uh, get right into the pros and cons. Um, because this one wasn't the most fun to watch. If that's fair to say, I had not like super high hopes. Like I, I saw a preview for it when I was watching, um, some marathon they had of something on Sci-Fi Channel, um, and I, I saw it and I was like, oh shit! Like they're remaking Slumber Party Massacre. Like the the original ones are never not anything like super special, but they're like cult classics. Like roger corman flicks and and they have some good kills and it was just like a cheesy 80s style slasher and i was like okay let's well let's see we'll see what they got and then i checked the movie out um and it didn't really live up to my even low expectations so we'll get into that but uh i guess first i'll do the story here um i'm not gonna go crazy in depth uh but basically it starts out with uh i think was it was it the 80s that it started in Oh, had to have been. Yeah, it was like the 80s. People were at a camp. Um, the slasher strikes. Uh, kills everyone except for um, Trish Dervero. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, she's able to actually defeat the killer at the end. He falls into the lake. Uh, flash forward to modern times. Her daughter's going camping and you could tell that she's like real nervous. Um, since then she's all worried. Uh, I, I guess something like that would have a lasting effect on you. Like a killer murdered all your friends and you'd be very protective of your kid. Um, but her daughter, uh, Dana, and then, um, three of her friends, they're going to go camping. It turns out they're going to like the same area. Um, one of the girl's sisters, uh, tags along, uh, Alex, who, turns out to be a pretty shitty character but she tags along as well 
they get they end up making it to the camp. Their car breaks down. Um, but then you start to find out things aren't exactly as they seem. And it turns out that the girls are actually, they're planning on finding the killer and killing the killer. Um, so it's a little twist on like the helpless people getting picked off by a slasher. And then there's a couple more stupid twists in it. And that's pretty much your movie. Did I miss anything major there, Boog? Yeah, you missed of uh, how disappointing this was. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I alluded to it early on. Um, but we'll get into that right now. So we'll go right into the pros and cons. Um, I know you felt strongly about this movie. You were very mad at me for uh, making you watch this. And to be, to be fair, when I decided that we were going to do this episode, um, I had not watched it yet. So recommending it to you. I figured it was something good because uh, it was getting some positive buzz online. So I figured, oh, we'll check it out. I'm always down to check out a new horror movie. You know me. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll mm-hmm. take this time to personally apologize for making you watch this movie. Hey, I really appreciate your apology, but I'm never going to get those uh, those minutes back in my life. Well, the good thing it was only like 80 minutes. Bad thing is, I'm pretty sure I'm traumatized for life. Well, there you go. Now, you'll be like the mother in this film. You'll be real protected of, of your future kids um, watching uh, garbage horror movies, so... I, in in a in a way in a way I did your future unborn kids a favor so you're welcome. Well, I actually have a thing I wrote down about the mother and having a kid. Yeah, yeah, rip it on out there, dude. We're in this here now. Pros, cons, okay. comments, everything. For the mother to be in like such a traumatic event in her teenage years and survive or come away from it, how the hell is she gonna? Trust another guy or something like that to have a kid? Uh, I guess people deal with trauma in different ways, so you never really know how a situation's going to affect a person. So, I, I, I mean, I guess I really wouldn't get that hung up on it. Um, but I can definitely see where you're coming from, uh, that a lot of people it would affect them where they would just not want to associate with other people at all or, like, would be very hard to trust and i guess i mean that could explain because she she did seem like a single mother in this movie so maybe that's why i mean they don't really go into it or any allude to anything else but you don't see like another parent there yeah i don't know it just it bothered me when i actually like thought about that i was like her mom's like super protective why would she or like how could she like find a way to trust someone in her life to help her bring a child or like, or even like trust herself to like adopt and like, or like what adoption agency is going to let her adopt a child and just like keep it in the house all, all the time to yeah. keep it protected. You know, like that's. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause I, um, I mean, we don't even in the beginning, like see that much of her mother, like her mother was like being like very protective and very worried but she didn't seem like over over critical because if it was that big of a deal to her like there's no way that she would let her go camping but yeah i mean i mean that's just like a little thing because this movie has a lot bigger problems than that (laughs) that's actually another thing i wrote down is uh right after was 
how would she let her go? How would she let her daughter go camping? Yeah. So my first, she didn't actually, her daughter actually didn't tell her where she was going. Yeah. She did, but like lied about it. Yeah. But in, in general, just the fact that she was going like, and her mother had that traumatic experience before, like, I don't know. But the, so my first con, and it's a big one, is the overall story structure of this movie. Um, at first, I was kind of digging it because it was a kind of it was a twist on what you were expecting. Like normally, like I thought it was going to be like, OK, these girls are going back and they want to like g- camp where her mother camped. And then like it'll be. Like maybe like. um like a, a therapeutic thing for the daughter because having to live with her mother and her past traumas and it seemed like something she never got over, like her to kind of like break free from that, like go there and have this camping experience. And then I don't know, some, some type of like cathartic thing like that. Um, and, but then the killer would show up and kill him. I was like, okay, like that's, that's a basic setup. And if you have cool kills and it, it's suspense is done right, like it could be a good film. Um, but then they turned that with the twist and that they were actually, they went there and they knew the killer would be there and they were going to plan on killing him. I was like, okay, that's unique. That's different. That's not something you've seen. Like, let's see how they played it out. Um, but then when it came down to execution and then some of the other twists where like they were able to easily kill the killer, but then the killer's mom was part of it too. And that whole big mess, um, they they just really lost it. Like they had a cool concept, but when it came down to execute and have like any type of message with whatever to say or any point to the story, there just was none. They just lost it on that. Yeah, I thought I so I I liked the twist actually. That's one thing I did like is I liked that twist that they yeah, were actually it, going it was different. It's not something that you see often. I was like, okay, like that's the point where I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm in on this. Like, I think this is gonna be something different. Um, and, they, and it was, it was something different, but they didn't do anything with it. You know, well, the major problem that I had with it was they showed it or they they revealed the twist like 15 minutes into this movie, so like. I I would have rather you want a twist like that towards the end, something to throw them off, or maybe and even like the midway, maybe even like the midway point, and just kind of um, just kind of like execute it a little bit better. I I definitely agree with that, but I mean I wouldn't wait to the end for something like that. But like to you, they didn't just do like any real build up to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. Like you, it was just it was just random. Yeah, you could have you could have done it in a more interesting way and had like little subtle hints and then executed the twist. Um and then the, the next twist with the with the mother and everything like that was just stupid. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, I mean it it was horrible. It made no sense to me. They could have just like ended the movie. And like the other thing like if they were planning to take this guy out and, and kill him and everything like that, why why didn't you bring guns or anything? I don't... Just just prepare better, you know? I don't know. One thing that we have found out is it is very easy to buy guns, even if you're underage. Oh, it's or to inc- get guns or find guns. Or, it's it's inc- very easy to get guns. It's incredibly easy. I've, I've had a 
at least one gun since I was like ten. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is America. If if you want to get a gun, you can get a gun. And the second part is if you're going to be in a very dangerous situation, you're gonna want to have a gun. But I don't That's... know. Maybe they it was part of their plan to just have like regular weapons and stuff like that. So like it could be plausible that they killed this guy in defense. Um, but I mean, if it was that easy to find this guy, I, I, I know, I guess they assumed he was dead, but these people didn't, I don't know. There's just like, it seems like there's a whole lot missing in this movie. Yeah. We'll uh, get into you, that. Would, yeah. Would you? Later. Uh, Cause I want to talk about how the, the killer's weapon of choice was. And if you liked it or didn't like it, cause me personally, I thought it was the dumbest murder weapon I've ever seen on screen. See, I like it because it's dumb. <laughs> like that, that's a difference. So you you haven't coming in, you didn't see like the original Slumber Party Massacres, but like that was no. his thing, the Driller Killer uh, in the first one. Um, like it's supposed to be a reverence. So the thing with the Slumber Party uh, series, uh, which is relatively unique to horror movies. Uh, especially mm -hmm. in the 80s, is it's like one of the only series where it's always had women directors in a mostly male-dominated industry. Um, so they have a, a different take on that, where I know a big issue with the first one was Roger Corman like required a whole scene like in the locker room, them showering in nudity, and it was very gratuitous and kind of creepy. Um, and, and the director, she had a lot of issue with that, um, but overall in, in the first slumber party massacre, she had a lot of strong female characters, um, people making smart decisions. It was, it was a well, well done movie. And when the, where the driller killer comes into that is his choice of weapon rep is like a phallic symbol, like something that represents like a, a fucking big old Peter, you know? And mm -hmm. then like they defeat him by like breaking. Like, so it, it, a lot of it has to do with those, um, like uh, gender stereotypes and things like that. So like, there's there's some. It's a stupid weapon, but there's um, a bunch of like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like symbolism to it. So so like, there there's something too. But it, yeah, I'm not gonna dispute. It's a dumb weapon, but like, you can get some cool kills with it. The only issue is, is there's like only so many kills you can do with it. Um, you can bash or you can drill. Yeah, but. In this one, I, I think, in in the older one, the original one had issues with it too, like like with the limited amount of kills. But this one, like, there's barely any like quality kills with the drill, you know. Yeah, they were just kind of very basic. I I actually thought, uh, and I don't even know because I didn't look it up. I actually thought this movie was PG thirteen at, at times. I mean, it it the could because so this movie came out on cable television on sci-fi channel so there's only so much you could show but i think they did show some gore um like when the the one dude got killed in the cabin what was it she drilled his head or there was some not bad effects in it but there really wasn't that many quality kills uh, there was some gore that's why i, I don't know if it's pg-13 that's why I like but there's also some kills that like they just didn't show or like cut away, and it was like, come on, you know. Yeah, and that's that's definitely yeah. for editing purposes on TV as well. So I don't, 
Yeah, it's not. So a lot of times with the, this style of film, you can get away with like a shitty story execution and things like that if you have those gory, memorable kills. Like it could find a cult audience, but this doesn't even really have that. Um, what did you think of, of the characters? Was there any standout performances, any ones that you hated, anything like that? Um, right off the bat, for whatever reason, when they were driving up to the cabin, the, the one girl who's playing like the slutty girl, um, I thought she looked like, uh, the main actress from the mummy. Can't remember her name right now. Rachel Wise. That's the one from the mummy. Um, but the main girl played Maeve. It was, uh, Francis Solto Douglas, Sholto, I don't know. Francis, that's the actress' name. I think she kind of looks like a uh, a young like Jennifer Lawrence kind of, or uh, not Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from like I Know What You Did Last Summer, in like a million other '90s movies. Wait, wait, which character are you talking about? The the one that has the sister. I forgot they were sisters. Okay. Yeah, because she like snuck along. Yeah, I, I forgot they were sisters for a second. I mean, there. I didn't have a problem with the acting with the sister, the the one that played Alex, but like her character was just so annoying to the story. She was dumb. They're in a complete strange place in a cabin in the woods that someone thankfully let them stay there for the night. She gets pissed off at her sister and her sister's friends. She just like leaves and starts walking in the woods in the middle of the night in a strange place. Like, come on, you don't do that because, first of all, not every uh, section of woods is gonna have a killer. But like, if you walk around in the woods at nighttime, you're ten times more likely to get lost and not know your way back. And it already showed that they didn't have cell reception. So like, to me, that was just dumb. It it didn't make sense for that to happen. You know. I don't know what they were trying to like show there or what they were trying to um, like what type of character building they were trying to, to have for her there, but it didn't work with me. Yeah. I, I mean, there was a lot of stupid decisions. Uh, that was another con I had. So for these characters, you're supposed to believe that they're when the twist happens, that they're, they're well-prepared and they plan this out, and these people are capable of taking on, like, a serial killer. Um, but from the way that these these uh, these girls act, and then, like, some of the decisions they make, uh, it's pretty, pretty far-fetched to believe that they'd be able to take this guy out. But, I mean, I guess he does just have that shitty drill. He doesn't really use anything else, and there's multiple of them. Um... But I, I feel like they needed to portray them more. Like, they could, like, have that whole... When they're just acting, like, normal, like, throwaway, like, old 80s-style, like, airheaded characters. And then, like, they, they're... When the twist happens, they should, like, snap and, like, some type of survivalist or at least more well-prepared where it was, like, okay, like, they planned this, but they really didn't, like, come across as a group of people that could execute their plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, like, if that was a... If you're trying to assemble a team to go take out, like, a mass murderer, like, that's not the team you would assemble. It was very hard to 
like see eye to eye with what the the director like the direction the director was going with the characters if if that makes sense yeah Um, what did you think about the comedy in this because uh i felt like a lot of it didn't hit the only thing i liked and they wore i wanted guy too i liked that at first but the more i thought Ian then talking to you after about it it wears thin on you like at first that's funny that the one guy's named guy and the other guy's named guy and their guy one and guy too and that little bit's funny but they just keep going with it and it's like okay like you've used this I find that funny if it's in like a like a, like scary movie where everything's based to be funny. But I felt like it was so out of place in this because, to be honest, I don't know about any other comedy in this. Either it didn't hit with me or I just never noticed it. It, it, it felt so out of place for this movie. Yeah. I, I just disagreed with it. And yeah, like yeah said, it really didn't. If I didn't. Saw that scary movie, like I thought that would be fucking hilarious. It really didn't like the one the one that was kind of funny to me is when they had that extended scene of like the dude showering because I know what they were going for because you d- didn't see the original one. So like you were probably sitting there like, what the fuck? But like in the original one, like it was forced to have that girl shower scene and everything like that. But to flip it on its head and have the dude's scene played as like a joke, like that's almost like a, like a comeback to being forced to put that in the original one. I thought that was funny. like some of the nods to the original ones were funny like um but I, I felt like a lot of times they didn't use those like that's that's a big overall issue is they have cool little interesting ideas in this movie but they don't like go anywhere with those ideas they just like present them like here they are but never go anywhere like they showed that one dude playing that like weird looking guitar okay like you, you know what i'm talking did, about did he ever actually play it well, just he, he was just holding it, but that's besides the point. So in Slumber Party Massacre 2, the the dude that's the driller killer in that one has a guitar like that with a drill coming out of the end, and he like attacks them like in their sleep, almost like Freddy Krueger. Um, but that was like a reference to that, but they really didn't do anything with that. Like I guess he battles that the driller guy in the woods with it for like a couple seconds before he gets killed, but like I thought they were going to play up on that. I thought at some point they were going to bring the killer from the second one in too, or something like that. Just use it for something like, cause they gave you that little nod and it gets you thinking like, Oh, okay. Like they're going to reference some of the old stuff, but it's almost just in there as like a little fan service, but it's almost like a disservice when you give the nods and it could be something cool. And then you just don't use it for anything. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to count it as a disservice. So if it's references back to the uh, older slumber party movies, um, in this, they were just so out of place. You know, like the the whole shower scene, it 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 made no sense why that had to happen right then and there. Yeah, it's just fan service it, for like fan service. So I, that, that like sake, I don't know. It did a dis- disjustice to him. Then I don't know if that's a real word, book. I'm gonna leave it in here. I don't know if disjustice is a real word. Well, I'm making words now. <laughs> Welcome, twenty twenty one bug. Uh, it's almost 2022. What did you have any other thoughts on this or um um cuz I really don't have too many pros. Uh the the movie looks solid like for being a made for TV production like it had a solid look to it. Um but 
as far as like anything else. Um, like there wasn't any really like great, too great of kills. Like the practical effects, the one they used them weren't really that bad. Um, it's overall just a very forgettable film. I think it did, that's just credit to it being on sci-fi. Sci-fi gave them a little bit more of a budget. Maybe. The only, the only real bad like practical effects that I saw that I can remember, um, the combat at the very end with the drill and with the, the knife and the machete, like that was very, very poorly done, I thought. And it, you could tell like it was so obviously fake. Um, that's in terms of practical effects and stuff like that everything else I thought was decent it was up to par of of, of what to be expected for this but the uh, the only other con I want to bring up to you and I'm curious to see how you deal with these in the movie um, so this movie had a lot of I called it teasing teasing encounters or teasing scares so it the movie starts off for an example of what i'm talking about the movie starts off with um the one girl at the at the truck doing something grabbing something and there's a pov cam like walking up behind her and like the music's getting louder louder and tenser and tenser as the the camera gets closer to her and then it cuts to a different camera angle and it's just her her ex-boyfriend who's at the camp like to, like does that make sense? Like that's a teasing yeah, scare. To no, me. Um, I think the industry term book is a fake out scare. Like, so a lot of times, like the cliches, like someone goes looking for a sound they heard and like a cat jumps out, you know, like just like a yeah. fake out scare. Someone closes like a door and it's like another one of the characters like standing behind it, like coming to ask them a question. Yeah. I've never been a real big fan of the fake out scares. I'd rather have, quality done tension and then you get the real scare you know like the you have the build up and then the release like fake like fake out scares just kind of piss off the audience and they did for this one for me i actually end up uh keeping a tally on how many tease out or teasing how many fake out scares there were and i counted 11 of them that's terrible for, for like an 80 some minute runtime that's that's bad. Eleven of them. Yes. Uh, I. It's getting the bug stamp a bad. That's that's a good example of what not to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're gonna make a film, consult book first. Because in this one instance, he is correct. <laughs> you're really coming along, book. I'm not gonna lie. This movie kind of made me feel like I could direct a movie because yeah. I feel like I could have directed a better movie than this. So I mean, that's that's put that down as a pro because that's the thing. Like sometimes that happens. Like there can be. There's been like a few instances, and I I don't know exactly. So it's I guess not really fair for me to say that. But I, I've known I've heard at least a couple times where directors have seen something come out and they think like as a young kid or a teenager and like they think to themselves, like, I can make something better than this. So, like, even if something is terrible and it gets released, there can be pros to it. Like, one would be, like, great directors see that. Like, obviously, they're not directors yet, but in younger, they think to themselves, if, if this can get released, I can be a filmmaker. And they go on to do good things. So, I guess it's like a Mr. Brightside type thing. Like, 
if something is shitty, there still can be positive that comes out of it. So maybe the future Spielberg or future fucking Martin Scorsese sees this film and thinks like, God damn, like I could do better than this. And it motivates them to, to go down that path. So there's always a plus side book. It's like you say, uh, no press is, or any press is good press. I think you're thinking of life's a highway. No, I think you're thinking of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh, you're right. You're right. Actually, no, I think you're thinking of the KFC Famous Bowl. Oh, fuck, dude. I haven't wanted to have one of those. I was going to say in a minute or ever. <laughs> That's a long minute. All right, you want to hop into our uh, ratings and recommendations? Please. All right, I'll go first this time. You've been going first the past couple times. Uh, as far as my rating, I'm going to give this a... 3.2 um the movie looks good as far as like professionally done um i didn't really have issues with that the actors like um the the script for them really wasn't great uh but i feel like they acted their roles well um uh, i mean pretty much everything i've said before um there there's some cool ideas in here but they don't really lead to anything so that's the the most disappointing part of it is there there could have been a cool little film a little cult uh film here that people could get behind but i don't really see much for anyone um i think as far as who to recommend it to or who who would check it out uh if you'd seen the original slumber party massacres and and you wanted to get a couple um fan service nods to the classic ones there there are a few things that they'll they'll pick up on here um but for the most part uh i just think if if they show another rerun on sci-fi of it um i know they said it's going to come to streaming services i'm not sure which ones but i wouldn't go out of my way to watch this but if it was just on sci-fi and i was doing something different like i might leave it on the tv there was a couple jokes that were funny, but uh, they play those out a little bit too much as well, like that guy one, guy two thing. Um, but I can't really say go out of your way to watch this. Um, early on, I was entertained, I would say, because they of those little ideas that were intriguing with that twist early on. Um, but they just really don't go anywhere with it. So overall, I, I didn't find this movie very entertaining there was a few good ideas. So I wouldn't say go out of your way to check this out. Um, but if it's on like uh, there is worse things to watch. I, I mean, it is, I guess it is a movie. Um, yeah, but uh, 3.2, that's mine. That's pretty generous. I think <clears throat> for my ratings and recommendations, my rating I was kind of going back and forth on, um, but I'm going to give it a 1.5 out of 10. That's your all-time low, I think. It is. Um, it just wasn't there for me. Um, and quite honestly, I would have shut this movie off after the first 15, 20 minutes if I didn't have to uh, review it for this podcast. Hey, I, pr and I appreciate your dedication. <laughs> that's that's what kept me the viewers so not the, to cut you off but thinking the the difference because i i mean both our scores are low but i i think i could probably figure a little bit about those differences is that you hadn't seen the past films 
So some of those little nods, like that's what bumped my score up a little bit. And I, so I think that may be where the like, two-point really difference comes in, um, is that those little fan servicey things, they don't really don't mean shit to you because you didn't see those. So yeah, like it, it, in constructing a, a reimagining, like they, maybe they should have just went more like wholly unique instead of forcing some of those old fan things in there. But I know why they did it. I, I'm not saying they shouldn't. Like it, it could have worked if they would have those ideas would have led to anything. Yeah, it it was a good way to say it is we were looking at it from two different perspectives because you know what the like slumber party overall arching stories about and I really don't. And this is, this is displayed as a standalone, but there's references to the other ones or yeah. like, you know, and, um, without me actually seeing those movies, I can't, and I don't appreciate them. Yeah. I, th- I think you might actually like the first two slumber parties. Like, I don't know in what situation you would see them. I don't know, but, uh, I feel like you wouldn't hate the first two. I don't. I don't really think they're up your favorite type of horror, like Alley. But they're not. They're not bad films. Like they're not good films, but like they're they're entertaining. As long as they're entertaining, I can do it. This one. This one just wasn't entertaining. Yeah. Say quite simple. That's the biggest problem with this movie is. With their ideas, they did nothing with them, and it kind of, by the end, and it ends, and you're just like, I kind of wasted my time on this. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> with with the things that I didn't understand, because it's referencing older Slumber Party movies with the fake-out scares, with uh, some of the dialogue I forgot to mention earlier, uh, like the first time you hear the killer talk, the killer says, I love you. And then tries to kill her. I, like yeah, so that's that's a reference to the original. So see, see that's yeah. one thing that took me off. It made no sense to me. So yeah, he's like a creepy guy that like watches these girls from a distance and gets obsessed with them. Yeah, so like he, that coming in, you don't really get that. But in yeah. this, like in the original one, you you get the kind of lead up to that, and you get the idea of this creepy guy like that. But this is like they present him almost like it's for people that have seen the original ones, but it doesn't do anything to like further those ideas and doesn't really pay off on those um tributes to the past movie so it's like who the fuck are you making this movie for exactly are you so for so that's actually a good time to transition to my recommendations because uh who would i recommend this to? yeah who who are you gonna do this who's who's gonna see this book so the only thing I can think of, and I actually just thought of this, was uh, you. I kind of brought it up, and you kind of added to it. I think this is a good movie for uh, students who are studying film to watch because this is in a movie with that has, to me, clear examples of what not to do. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't really, as far as say, as like. For like directors or film, I think from a writing standpoint, like so creative writers or like script writers, screenwriting, that's that's an excellent point book. Because if you think about it, like you can have all the unique, cool ideas that you want, but if you don't put them in proper sequences and have proper payoffs, then it's going to turn out 
as like a muddled mess. That's what you'll get here. So I think this would be a good example to show a class on like screenwriting and stuff like that and say like, this is what not to do and kind of have them analyze it and break down. Like, book, that's one of the best points you made. Because I was yeah, trying to think I mean, like who to recommend this to because I can't really recommend it to like the people that had seen the originals or like I definitely can't recommend it to like a new audience. So I, I was kind of thinking like who, but that, that's spot on. That's a great one, but it, it's yeah. I don't know. It, it just it just popped in my head, you know. Damn, um, dude, you've been changing up your diet or something like that. You've been having some good ideas recently. I've been eating a lot of uh, ass. Well. Only on the weekend. <laughs> um, it's a goddamn yeah. Tuesday book. I've been. Don't tell. Don't tell me that. <laughs> that means only three more days until I have ass again in my life. Oh fuck, dude! It's a Wednesday. One less day. <laughs> what am I doing? Why am I here? I gotta uh, get going. Those are questions. Those are questions week. I ask every day when I wake up, book. <laughs> Uh, all right well are we wrapping this up here yeah and i i think the uh the best way to wrap it up for me double is wrap that thing to, oh gosh no not when it's not when we're talking about ass here you just like uh, you like raw dogging well you know me you raw dog um, son of a bitch well so the best way to wrap this up in my opinion, is to repeat the final line of this entire movie. I don't even remember what it is, so... I wrote it down. <laughs> Ready for it? Yeah. <clears throat> ah, it's over. It's over. That's, qual that's quality screenwriting right there. You know, that's, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm here for. That's uh, show business. That's the biz. All right, time for me to lean into my mic and we'll wrap this up. Get real close to it this time. Oh, I'm real close. All right, well, if uh, you're listening to our podcast, awesome. We uh, appreciate it. If you are listening to it on something that you don't like, uh, well, good news for you. You've got plenty of options. We're on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you could listen to our beautiful voices. Uh, if you're trying to reach out to us, um, you have any film suggestions you want us to check out, any comments, anything of that nature, hit us up, uh, huntershorrorvision at gmail.net, uh, as well as we have a Twitter that's just at horrorvision. Shoot us a DM on there. Give us a follow. Um we got a YouTube channel. We're going to do some things with that one day. I'm telling you what. Uh, f so give us a follow on there. Like, link, subscribe. That's a thing. Uh, what else, Boog? What else? Is there, I feel like there's something else we normally say. Uh, leave a review if you want. Give oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, your only options. If you didn't like the episode, that's fine. You're you're entitled to that. So that's a four and a half star review. If you really liked it, um, what I want you to do is give us a five star review and then maybe make two or three more accounts and then also give us five star reviews. So your two options are you didn't like it, not judging you for it, just give us four and a half stars. And if you did like it, uh, make multiple accounts and give us five stars on all of them. <laughs> There's an application out there. I don't know what it's called, but you can uh, 
quickly generate an email and get like a seven-day free trial on whatever service you're using and uh, give us a review on that temporary account that you created. I don't even know what that is, but that's that sounds cool, I guess. The, I mean, the, the internet's all fake anymore. It doesn't matter. Just come to stop at Boog's house, give him the review in person. He's very receptive. Please don't. Use the secret knock, and then he'll let you in. You can hang out with there, him him and his cat. That's the secret. There is no knock. Little, little Martin. What's little Martin been up to? Marty is currently sleeping behind me. Fuck you, Martin. That's, that's, wow. Fuck you, Marty. Uh, no, last time I was down there, me, me and Marty chilled out all day. And by chilled out, I meant like he just like walked around real slow, looking real sus. Looking He's a pretty real, cool cat. Real sus. Uh, but yeah, I, just... I think that's it, man. I think that is it for the week. Actually, not really. We got a Halloween special coming out on, get this, Halloween. Actually, I think I'll probably release it the day before Halloween. But you can listen to it on Halloween when you're passing out candy. And then just also tell all the little trick-or-treaters, go home, like, link, subscribe. That'll that'll help boost the numbers. <laughs> Actually, if instead, of, if instead of getting candy this Halloween, if you want to just give out our podcast to the trick-or-treaters, I'm sure they'll be super grateful. I don't, gonna, I don't know how you'll do that. I mean, I, know, I already know Boog when he's passing out candy at his place. He just got these little, like business cards with like uh the address to like listen to the podcast he's just passing those right out no candy for those kids no candy your your, your house might cards. your house might get tp'd though so i'm just giving you a warning good luck with marty here standing in the gate no yeah good luck Dude, marty doesn't give a shit about you bug i asked him i know he keeps telling me to Alright, well, I think we'll wrap this up here. Uh, until next time. Until we meet again. Well, I mean, technically, they haven't met you yet, so. Until that's a real. That's one of those real Back to the Future type things. Like he, they, they, the name's Back to the Future, but they never go Back to the Future. I'm not getting into this with you. <laughs> hey, check you later. Bye.